Imagine being so dope. Imagine being this dope individual where the cheers are louder than the booze. Imagine being so dope that the majority of the folks love you. They support you and they honestly believe that there is nothing you can't do. Imagine being a pitcher who always pours into other cups and vessels and pots. And then when the pitch is empty, you figure out how to fill it up yourself. And you can, because you're dope, right? So it's easy, you can, you can figure it out. But just imagine being this amazing human being that the world genuinely thinks and believes is an amazing human being. Imagine just being that girl, that guy, this dope person. And everyone sees it but you. And to be fair, there are moments when you recognize it, right? And you see it. And then there are moments where you're like, we're looking at the same thing. Y'all see what I see? Like, how do y'all, what? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because you know you. And the people that look at you, they know you, but they really don't know you. But they see you. I am in this, I'm in another transitional phase of my life where I am learning how to not only recognize and see me the way God sees me, but also I'm learning to trust the people around me that see me in a certain way. And I'm starting to believe them. Because there was a moment where I did not believe all the good things that people said about me. Because I knew the truth about me. I knew my faults. And I knew my insecurities. And I knew what was behind the mask that I wore. But, you know, life happens. And we transform and we grow and we learn from experiences and traumas and triumphs and mistakes. And we evolve into the person that we were meant to be. And it's amazing. But there are moments where when we become or when we transform and evolve into that person, it's still a portion of the old person that doesn't recognize or, or has struggles acknowledging the new person. So then we find ourselves in this internal war with ourselves where the world sees the new person and God already knows what the new person is, but there's a piece of our old persona that struggles with the new persona and we're like living this dualistic life. So for me, there were moments where I felt like there were goals and there were targets that were unattainable. And with the help of a therapist and 
a really good friend, I recognized that, girl, there's nothing you can't do. And there's nothing you can't have if you want it. So I am in this stage of my life where I am becoming bold and becoming a little arrogant, if you will. It's a good arrogance. For those that know me, know that I've always had this sense of confidence that came from my dad <laughs> and, and from my mom and from, you know, different um, aunties and uncles. But now there is this air that I have about me where I really believe there's nothing I can't have and there's nothing I can't do. And let me just tell you, like we people, we're in the stage now, this part of our life, um, part of the world now where everyone's talking about manifestation, manis- manifestation. And while I don't solely subscribe to manifestation, um, I do subscribe to it, but I'm not 100% hear me out. Uh, As a believer, I believe what the word says. Um, And the the word says to ask for it in his name. And the word said that he owns the cattle and he owns everything. And and he's my father and anything I ask for um, and seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. I believe the word, but I also believe in, you know, believing in myself. And, you know, I can do all things through Christ. And, and I think they work hand in hand. And while I believe in manifestation, I also believe in my faith. And I like to put them together. So as I'm praying and as I am you know, quoting scripture, I'm also seeing these things in my mind. And there are some things now, I was really specific with the Lord mm, a couple months ago. And I said, Lord, I want these three things. And I'm not going to tell y'all what they are, but when I get them, I'm going to come back and tell y'all. But there's three specific things. And I only spoke these three things out loud twice. The first time was in prayer. The second time was to one of my best friends because we were having a really intimate conversation. And the question was, what do you want from God? And the question came literally like, maybe like a week or so after I had this prayer. It was an emboldened prayer. It was was like, okay, God, I am tired. (laughs) And these are the things that I want. Three specific things. And I want them before the end of the year. Because Lord, you said that I could ask. And you said no good thing would you would, would you withhold from me. So I'm I'm gonna ask because I have been living the life as I should. I'm not perfect, but I am living, in my opinion, probably the best Christian life <laughs> I think I've lived, especially since my divorce. Like I am treating people right and I'm reading my word and I'm praying and I'm fasting and I'm setting my life aside for God's purpose. And I'm really focusing in on what God wants from me. And now I'm at a point where, okay, okay, God, like there's got to be more to this life than this life. 
there's got to be more for me than what I already have. And even though they all seem unobtainable, I am at a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to ask for what I want. I'm going to believe for what I want. And every day I'm going to walk as if I'm about to get it, even though nothing has changed in my life. Because I'm dope. And people are cheering for me. And people are supporting me and people believe that there's nothing I can't do. So I'm going to start believing that I am as amazing as everyone else thinks that I am because I am. There is nothing that I can't achieve if it is for me. And I'm starting to understand my worth and my value. And I'm starting to, again, walk with a sense of arrogance, but also still, you know, remain humble, but have this confidence where, yo, I can have anything that I want. For the three things that I asked God for, for all three things, I have taken steps in my own power to get those things, right? Um, I have made certain phone calls. I have sent certain text messages and emails. I have positioned myself to be in the eyesight and in the conversation of certain individuals to be noticed to say, hey, okay, Tasha, like popping her name out there. And I believe that if I do my part, then supernaturally God will intervene or God will come in and do his part. It's funny because today I was running errands and I was taking care of some things that involved one of the three things on my list. And financially, nothing has changed from months ago. But I was running these errands and I was talking to certain people with a confidence like, okay, well, by the summertime, X, Y, Z, and in four months, this is going to happen. Now, mind you, nothing, the bank account hasn't changed. The job position hasn't changed. The relationship status hasn't changed. Nothing has changed but my mindset. And I believe that once you change your mindset, that everything else will follow. Everything else will follow. The top of the week, I had a very, uh, lately I've been having a lot of serious conversations with the Lord, but uh, Monday I was on my way to work and I was praying and I said, Lord, I expect to see signs. I expect to see a sense of movement in the spiritual realm pointing towards the three things I've asked you for because I'm not budging off of these three things. And I know things aren't perfect. And honestly, there are some moments where things are worse than before. But I said, Lord, I just need a sign. I just need something 
to know that you hear me and something to let me know that I am as dope as everyone else says that I am. Like you gotta, you gotta give me something to help keep me motivated. And I promise y'all, literally Monday by six o'clock, 6.30, I got a text message, totally left field. Didn't know what the text message meant, didn't read too much into it, but I was like, okay, cool. Tuesday, got a phone call. Hmm, okay. Didn't read too much into it. I was like, I'll see where this plays out. Wednesday, something else happened. Thursday, had another significant conversation where the conversation showed me where I was in my life. And I know that is super vague, so I'm gonna try to like make it more clearer um, without you know, telling all my business just yet. But it was a conversation with someone that I used to have really deep feelings for. And this person will always be a friend. We've had that conversation. He will always be a friend. But um, our, that time, that season of our lives have passed. And we would always kind of come back because we, we were each other's safe space. And we had a conversation and I said to him, I said, as much as I want to be in your space, I can't be anymore. I can't. Because we both agreed that we're better off as friends and me keep going back in your space is making that line very, very muddy. And it's also, it's messing with my, my heart and my, my head space. Like you can be in that space with me and it doesn't mess you up. Great for you. <laughs> Appreciate you. But for me, it messes me up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to remove myself as much as I don't want to. I have to remove myself. And in the back of my mind, it's like, I've asked God for a specific thing. And he's not going to give it to me if I'm still dipping back to the old thing. Hmm, that'll reach. <laughs> and, uh, and he understood he wasn't offended. You know, he, he loves me. He wants what's best for me. But it was hard for me. It was hard for me because I had to let go yet again. And I feel like since my divorce, it has been nothing but constantly letting go. And letting go to the point where I feel like nothing is getting returned to me. But I'm constantly letting go of things and losing things and not getting it put, not getting it replaced. And, you know, there are some things like I've, I've lost really good friends, but God has replaced, you know, certain people. But then there are other things beyond like a husband, because that's obviously, but there are other things that I have lost and God has yet to replace them. But I've learned that all in God's timing. Like, I can't remember exactly where it is in the Bible, but the scripture says in, in God's timing, like he'll make it right or he'll make it happen in his timing. So Thursday that happened, Friday, something else happened. And it's just like, wow, like God, you really heard me. Like you, by Friday, I was praying like, God, you, you're scaring me because not only did you hear me every day this week, 
you you dropped the nugget just for me. And I know it was just for me because I didn't tell anybody else. And these are things that like, I don't want to say came out of thin air, but I asked God for things. And then my mind changed and my mind, like I started seeing things differently. I started having a different attitude towards different things and different people. And literally God gave me a sign, a nugget every day this week. God is so mindful of what we go through and who we are. And he's not just leaving us alone. Like there'll be moments when he's silent in my life. And then I realize you're letting me figure it out. You know, there's an old saying that, you know, they say, you know, the teacher never talks when you're in a test. And that's so true. But also, you know, sometimes you got to study. So the teacher doesn't go home with us, you know, when you're in school and you're studying and you're writing the paper and you're doing the homework. Sometimes we have to, you know, be in our own space to figure things out. So all that to say that I am learning how to embrace the new me and the new version of me. And we say it all the time, new year, new me. And, you know, on our birthdays, it's a new me. But now y'all like, I am really changing to the point where sometimes I don't recognize myself and I have to step back and say, okay, what is, what is happening? And it is so important that, you know, we talk about seeing ourselves as God sees us. And I pray that all the time, God, show me me. And I've said that on, I've said this on uh, here before. Show me the me that you saw when my parents got together. But also back to the original thought, help me to see what my circle sees. Help me to see the people that are cheering for me. What do they see? Do they see what you see, God? Why am I the last person to get to mem the memo about who I am? Because a lot of times we self-sabotage and we don't recognize who we are. We doubt ourselves because it's, it's easy. It's easy to say, I can't, I won't, I'm not. That's so easy. My therapist calls them ants, automatic negative thoughts that just come in your mind, they just pop in. And I'm learning like when they creep in, I have to dispel them because I am and I can. And not the opposite. I, um, I posted this on my social media and I wanted to talk about it just a little bit. I recently cut my hair if you follow me, it's no secret. And um, I haven't had a short haircut probably 10 plus years. You know, I was heavier, I talked about that too. And they typically say, you know, when you lose weight, you cut your hair. But with me, it was the opposite because I had a slender face. I felt like the longer hair just looked better. And I, um, I just hadn't cut my hair, but I was going through, you know, the things that I was going through, you know, listen to the old episodes, y'all know what I'm talking about. And I just wanted something different. 
just wanted something different. And I told a few people that I, I trust and I said, y'all, I ain't, I ain't got a man with long hair. How am I getting one with short hair? <laughs> as silly as that sounds. And I was so petrified to the point where even up until the time she cut it, I was like, nah, don't do it. Like she took my weave out and I said, are you going to save that? Like you gonna wash it, condition it, put it in the bag with my name on it. I might not. And she was like, yes, Tasha, I'll, I'll save it for you. I was like, that's good hair. Like, don't don't throw that away because I might revert back. And she said, okay, girl. And even right before she did it, I was like, you know what? No, 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 no. I just, I don't think I can do it. And I've known her for over 20 years. And she said, okay, and started cutting. <laughs> she was like, I got you. It's going to be great. And once I saw it, the, my initial thought was, what have I done? Put my weed back in, in my mind. But it was cute because I mean, she had a cute face. So it was cute. But I, I felt so like exposed and vulnerable. And I felt like, oh, okay, I did it. I did it. And I was afraid that the boys wouldn't like me. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Like, there's no secret. Like, I, I'm ready to be with my person. I'm ready to just, I'm a relational person. Um, and I'm just ready to just be in a space with the person that God has intended for me to be. And I was just like, I'll be single for the rest of my life because I ain't got no hair. And as funny as it sounds, that's really what I, I felt. But then it was like, no, like, Tasha, you're going to be Tasha, whether you have short hair, long hair, braids, or bundles. The hair doesn't make you. You're Tasha, you're enough by yourself. I had someone tell me not long ago, an admin is what you do. It's not who you are. I had to learn after my divorce, I was more than somebody's wife, somebody, somebody's missus. Raising a child, I had to learn when she got older that I was more than somebody's mama. All these labels are just facets of who I am. And for so long, I held on to all of them. Admin, mother, wife, daughter, sister, friend, colleague, media person, <laughs> secretary, executive administrator, executive assistant, chauffeur, cook, maid, uh, the person that you you know would run to when you needed help. I was I was all these little things and I was wearing all these labels as who Tasha was. Even with the long hair and the weaves, like that's who Tasha was when the reality is, if you take all that away, I am still good. I am still valuable. I am still worthy. And I was attaching my worth to what I did, not who I was. And now I'm at a place where I know who I am and if I am nothing else, I am Tasha and that stands alone. Whatever your labels are, and let me be very clear, I'm talking about me and to me, but I'm also talking to whoever hears this. Whatever labels you wear, that is not who you are. It's what you do. It is a, it's an action. It's not you at your core because you can take all that away and still be good. Because remember, the cheers are louder than the booze. The people that support you 
and believe that you can do anything or more than the people who disagree. There are more for you than there are against you. So cutting my hair literally brought me that revelation. And even if I kind of knew it before, I definitely know it now. And this is a sidebar. Um, Let me tell y'all something. I have gotten, I don't want to say more play, but this haircut had the men in shambles, honey. Let me just be very clear. Like, I've gotten so many compliments from women, yes, but from men. And again, I'm, I'm always like filtering through the DMs and I'm always having people reach out, but it's a different kind of man now. But that'll be another episode for another day. But it took me conquering my fear of the short hair for me to realize, girl, you good. You got it. I'm grateful that doing that step seems very simple. And I don't, I don't want to over-spiritualize things, but literally cutting my hair opened up something in me that I did not know was there. And again, I've had short hair before, but my short hair was when I had a man that validated me. So now I made this change without the validation of a man. Like I had, it was a risk that I had to take because I didn't have a husband at home to tell me I look beautiful. I could have came home with purple hair. I could have came home with green hair. No matter what I did, he was supportive of me. Well, you know, before he wasn't. I understand my worth now. I know my worth. I know it and I understand it. I see myself not only as God sees me and still learning to see myself as God sees me, but as my circle sees me. I'm learning that there's nothing unobtainable and there's nobody out of my league. Uh, there have been there. Let me not. Let me not hold y'all. There is one particular person who I legit thought was out of my league. And when I said that to the one person who I talked to about, she was like, "Girl, do you know who you are? No one's out of your league." And then when I said it to my therapist, legit the same response. Excuse me. Did, did, did you forget who you are? And then when, you know, some things happened, it was like, oh, wow. Like, oh, he's not out of my league. There's nobody out of my league. There's nobody out of your league. There's nothing you can't do. I am thankful for this particular space of my life where I can be honest with myself and recognize the faults that I have and own them, but still understand that y'all, I am that girl. I'm as dope as they say I am, real talk. And you're as dope as they say you are, for sure. Um, I have a quote for today, but before I read my quote, 
I want to give you all a scripture. Um, Cause you know, not a preacher, but as a believer with the voice and with the relationship with God, scriptures will always be present and they will always help move me along in my journey. That's, that's why we have the Bible. And it's so crazy because I heard someone say like, we, we are a living Bible, like we're writing our own Bible story. And every time I think about that, I get a little excited because it's like Paul and Mary and Joseph and they, and Moses and Sarah, I'm pretty sure back in the Bible days, they had no idea that eons from, from their, their age that we would be reading their stories and applying it to our lives. I'm sure Sarah didn't know when she got pregnant at her old age that there would be a slew of us using her story as there's nothing too hard for God. I'm sure when Moses parted the Red Sea, he couldn't imagine that there'd be people he never even knew, like in his lineage, using his story as a faith builder for us. I love how the word, word builds our faith and encourages us in the most simplistic way. Hebrews 10, 35 says, therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And that's Hebrews 10, 35 through 38. I love the 35th verse. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. It's okay for us to be sure of ourselves because we have the Father backing us up. It's okay to have a little air in your chest. When I walk in a room, I like to take up space because I want people to know who I am. Sometimes it's okay to be known. Sometimes it's okay to take up space. Sometimes it's okay to pump yourself up. Because sometimes, I talked about this before, sometimes you got to fill your, your own love tank up. You got to fill your own self up. But also there will be times when others will fill it up for you. You can't depend on that. But I'm learning when others want to do for me, I let them. There was a time where I would turn everybody down. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Because I was afraid that it would be thrown up in my face because it had been in the past. So I penalized everyone else in my new space that wanted to do for me because in the old space, when people did things for me, oh, you better believe I would hear about it. So to alleviate that, I just decided don't do anything for me. That way you can't take credit from me. And that is the problem when we don't know who we are and we have others dictate the wrong side of us. So in this new space, God has given me genuine people who appreciate, love, and care for me 
and they want to make sure I'm well. So they do for me and I'm learning how to say thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, you can do that for me. Because when the picture gets low, yes, I can fill it up myself. But what harm does it do if someone feels if someone helps fill it for me? It takes nothing away from me. I am grateful uh, for this time to just encourage myself. <laughs> I keep telling y'all these are like therapy sessions for me, but I, I'm grateful for this platform to encourage myself and to encourage you. My quote for today, um, y'all know I just be reading things and be online, um, and I promise I tried to find the author and I could not. Um, but the quote simply says, we must see ourselves for who we are and honor what makes us special and unique. And I would like to challenge everyone out there who feels that they are at a disadvantage because of their uniqueness, because of their special abilities and special tendencies that you might not think makes you worthy or makes you adequate or puts you at a disadvantage. Please believe me when I say you are valued you have worth and you matter. And you're dope, you're as dope as they say you are. And I promise you, sis, I promise you, brother, there are more for you than against you. I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast. Y'all don't know how it warms my heart to get the DMs and the text messages and the phone calls that say, I'm a subscriber. I'm all caught up. <laughs> Girl, you crazy. I, I appreciate all of y'all so much. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. Um, to be honest, I took a pause after the Reimagined Church Girl series. I also want to thank everyone um, who reached out and said that they were blessed and encouraged by that series. I wanna take a moment here to thank all of my sister friends um, who came on the show with me. Ty, Janelle, Camilla, Tara, Siobhan. Thank y'all so much. Y'all are my sisters. I love y'all forever. And I took, a, I took a little break after the last one because you know how we say life life was lifing and i honestly didn't know where to go after the church girl reimagined and with all of the episodes i'm very mindful and um you know i have to feel it i just don't turn on the mic and start talking because that's random i don't like that i mean i can i do start talking but there's always a process right there's always okay tasha what are we talking about what's the purpose and I wanted to do this brain dump. I have a friend of mine that calls it a brain dump where you just kind of like everything you hear, you just spill it out, whether you write it out, talk it out, podcast it out. 
So I was going to call this episode Brain Dump, right? Like, okay, I'm just going to get on here and just kind of like, because I, I wanted to talk about the three things. I wanted to talk about um, the movement that has that has been happening in my life and within me, honestly, because y'all, I am in such a good place. Like when I tell y'all, if I told y'all all the things I have to deal with personally and professionally, like right now, there, there, are some, there are some things happening where if I told y'all, y'all would not believe it. And y'all would say to me, Tasha, how are you maintaining? How are you standing? So if I look at my circumstances, I should be discouraged. I should be depressed. I should be <laughs> popping bills. Like I should, I should be in a corner somewhere balled up. But my mind has changed. And my heart is fixed. And I know I sound like the old saints, but I, when I tell you my mind has changed, has pivoted, and I I don't know, I couldn't tell you whether it was the haircut. Well, I, I really believe it was the haircut, but something shifted in me where it's like, no, Tasha, you deserve. And there is someone out there that's going to love you the way you want and deserve to be loved. You don't have to take pieces of a man anymore. No, Tasha, you deserve the promotion on your job because you work hard and people respect you in your field. No, Tasha, you deserve to be in a place financially and mentally and physically and geographically that you want to be. And we're not settling anymore. I want the whole pie, not a piece of it. And once I started changing my mind and setting my heart and telling my heart, girl, we got, we just got to hold on a little bit longer. Lonely days are, are going to be over really soon. Those depressed moments, they get shorter and shorter. I'm, I'm learning to be grateful for everything because gratitude really will change your perspective. I'm doing all of these things, an internal work, even though externally it looks chaotic and externally, literally, I feel like my world is falling apart and I'm not even being dramatic. Like, again, I can't really say because I need some of y'all business, any y'all business, but like literally there are things that I'm dealing with and it's nothing like, I'm not about to go to jail or nothing, but like. You know, real talk, like the bills are more than the money. I make good money, but I got good bills. <laughs> like I'm a grown up and I'm literally taking care of myself and my child. And, and there are other responsibilities that I have because of the position that I am. And there are other weights and burdens that I have to shoulder that no one else can shoulder for me. And I still show up every day. And I still, you know, smile and I still make it happen because my mind has changed. Changed the what? My mind has changed knowing that all things work together. My mind has changed knowing that there is no good thing that he'll withhold from me. My mind has changed because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. My mind 
has changed, which means my surroundings have to change. They can't stay the same. They can't stay the same. So my plea to you is, if you're in the same spot I'm in, first of all, you're not by yourself because I'm right there with you. But second of all, I promise you, if you just change your mind, everything else will fall into place. Y'all, my heart has been broken so many times after my divorce. My heart has been broken not just by men, but by situations falling and by circumstances being dire and by my life not looking how I thought it should look at 41. But when I changed my mind and, and fixated my mind on things that are good and holy and pure and loving, everything else started to change. My heart started to change. My spirit started to change. My being started to change. My countenance has changed. So thank you. I said all that to say, thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. Again, I wanted to do like a brain dump, but also I think I'm going to name this episode Tasha's Dead Talk. Um, because one thing on my bucket list, uh, because I, again, I am this, embracing this bold life. One thing on my bucket list that I've never said out loud, I don't I don't think, maybe one person knows this, um, that I wanna do a TED talk, y'all, because I like to talk and I think I'm good at it. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like, I, I, like this is not a, a plea to do one, but like one day I will do one. So this is just a trial run. So I hope something was said that encourages you, something was said that just helps you make it through one more day. Cause y'all, we gonna be fine. Follow me on my socials, uh, Natasha underscore Levon and at No Prelude Podcast. Y'all, my website is up and thriving. I'm still selling books and I'm still selling merch, natashalevon.com. And I got something special coming up really soon. We're gonna be celebrating the one year anniversary of my book after the covenant so if you don't have it natashalevon.com <laughs> copies are still available and i'm going to end where i started imagine being so dope that the cheers are louder than the booze so dope that the majority loves you supports you and honestly believes that there is nothing you can't do just think about it. Change your mindset. Tell yourself how dope you are because, baby, you are dope. We are dope. We are amazing. We are as amazing as they say we are. I love everybody. I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.